To another episode of What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. I'm coming to you from a very rainy but cozy day in West Hollywood. We don't get a lot of rain here, so it feels good. I know it's supposed to be the first day of spring. Doesn't really feel like that. Uh, shout out to everyone in the Nor'easter, back east. I hope you're sitting at home catching up on a lot of your favorite episodes of What's Your Jersey podcast. If you're if you're doing that, you know, maybe tweet it out to your friends. Let people know, hey, check this out. You might learn some stuff this week. Just enough with Jacqueline? Yeah, we'll talk some sports. Talk to your significant other about some stuff. Lay down some knowledge. I don't know. Also, write to me and let me know what you want to hear. I love hearing this or who you want on the podcast. I want to keep creating content that really inspires you guys and, you know, Puts you in a good mood when you're sitting in traffic on the 405 listening to me mumble on for an hour. Um, I also want to thank RX Bar for sponsoring this podcast. I'm so, so excited for the special offer I have for you meatballs because I love RX Bars. They have gotten me through the crazy, busy week I've had. I wanted to talk to you guys about that, actually, because I've been really busy and I think I've uh, spread myself too thin. And I want to remind you, meatballs, that it's okay to say no to stuff. And sometimes you got to make a list of priorities because I was finding that I wasn't having fun doing anything because I had to do all the things and I should be having fun doing the things I love, right? And I just wasn't doing the best job I possibly could in any aspects of my life. And so it's okay to say no and to take care of yourself, Um, It's all good, guys. I also want to let you know that I will be in New York City. I have some shows planned right now. April 14th, I'm doing the Adderall and Compliments live podcast at the Slipper Room. And April 16th, I'm doing the Great Love Debate show at Stand Up New York. I just posted a bunch of dates in Los Angeles and New York on my social media, which is at Jacqueline Marfuji. So look it up or email me, what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com to find out more details on everything. I look forward to meeting you guys and hanging out. Um, yeah, spring break is coming up. Easter's coming up. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. Also, there's a lot of weddings coming up, guys. And I like to give some tips on things every podcast, you know that'll make your life a little easier or better. And I came across um, some tips on taking better pictures. And I feel like when you have a lot of events coming up, there's going to be a lot of group pictures happening. And sometimes it's good to think about this. That way in the moment you're like, oh yeah, I remember what I'm supposed to do to take a good picture. Because it sucks. Once once the picture's out there and your friends have it, who knows what they're going to post. Um, so Chloe Kardashian actually posted her top five tips for taking a good picture with your friends. I will also add some of my tips to this. Uh, Number one, hide behind your squad. Use your friends' angles. Believe me, it's worth it. It can definitely create a slimming illusion and have fun with it. You know, like do different stuff. How many pictures have we seen of all of us with our arms on our hips, all facing the same way? Change it up. Have fun. Everyone takes a good picture when you're having a good time. That's a Jacqueline tip. That's not a Chloe tip. Number two, have the photographer shoot you from above. 
It is not a good friend if they decide to crouch down on a knee and shoot you from below. I don't care if you have the bone structure of Olivia Colpo. If someone's getting under her, she's going to have three chins. That leads me to my next tip. Number three, stick out your chin. You might feel like a giraffe. You might feel a little awkward, but trust me, you'll thank me later. And even, I don't know if it was an SNL skit or maybe it was a Kardashian thing where it was a bunch of the friends that grabbed each other's necks from behind to look cuter in the picture. I mean, I've never tried it, but hey, I say try anything twice. You you never know. You might look skinnier. Um, Number four. Use your arms and shoulders. There's definitely an art to creating a collarbone, even if you don't have a collarbone. I did read somewhere that people are subconsciously attracted to collarbones and that men find that region especially to be very attractive on a woman. So definitely, I find if you either push the shoulders back or you can even push them up to create that hollow illusion, do that and try to create a little muscle in your arm. Don't pose with your arms straight next to your body because no matter what it's going to look bigger and her number five tip is wear black and vertical stripes they do create a slimming effect and other illusions that elongate your body now granted you don't have to do any of these rules it's just little things to help you know to keep in mind i also find that a photographer told me when you're smiling and you don't feel like showing the teeth if you put or even when you're showing your teeth if you put your tongue on the top of your mouth on the roof of your mouth and smile and breathe out of your nose that actually creates a really nice genuine smile I also think think of fun happy thoughts when you're taking a picture you know because that shines through in your eyes and uh yeah that's about it I like to tilt my head back too sometimes and go from the side know your good side just you know play around with it do some selfies see what happens Anyway, I'm really, really excited for my guest. I'll probably say that again. But um, we talked about a lot of really cool stuff this week, uh, including, just so you know, some topics you're about to hear. Um, producing your own event, whether it be a show, a party, anything, just going with it and knowing that everything will fall into place if your heart's in it and trusting that you will be able to take care of it. We talk about side hustles. Even when you're working a nine to five job or you have like a very steady income, having a little side business never hurts for that vacation or something else. Uh, I dropped some knowledge on Carly about March Madness. I know we predicted some stuff last week. I'm going to update you guys on it and give you even more tips so it's more fun to go to a party and watch you know it's better when you know what's going on uh we also talk about tips for dealing with nervousness before an event or an audition or an interview uh carly talks funny onset stories she was on mad tv she's worked with a ton of really famous people we have a love for britney spears so we talk about britney's face in the new kenzo ad i don't know about you meatballs but it does not look like our brit brit and we also trade a lot of stories about just loving theater and musical theater and i get carly to do some awesome impressions and um i hope you guys will love it she's the best all right meatballs um my guest this week is absolutely amazing i am so so excited to have her i know i say that every week but this is such a treat because you guys know i'm obsessed with pop stars and she is like all the pop stars (laughs) combined into one also it's march 22nd and In my calendar, I had that as the day that I had Lady Gaga coming on the podcast. Oh. Oh, and that 
did not happen, but I have the next best thing, guys. Hello. <laughs> She's amazing. I haven't introduced you yet. Um, <laughs> I'm like, that was Lady Gaga. Uh, she's been on Mad TV. She has a new show coming out on the Laugh Out Loud Network, which is Kevin Hart's network. She's been on MTV, on Todger Call's docuseries, and you've been on tour with Todger Call. You were on Dana Carvey's First Impressions. You have absolutely flawless skin. I'm really jealous of it. Thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. I use Cetaphil. Oh my god That's like everyone's Drugstore best kept secret Love She's that. relatable too guys She's so fucking talented I'm sorry to curse But it just happened uh, You do the best spot on Impressions of Ariana Grande Kristen Chenoweth Britney Spears Emma Stone You're just the best What an intro Thank you You're welcome everyone Carly Craig welcome Thank you Hello Hello I'm so excited Thank you so much For this hospitality Just so all these <laughs> listeners know She's provided me With a protein bar complete with cheeses, grapes, and granola, some meatballs with some bread, M&M's, gummy bears. I mean... It's happening. Does it get any better than this on a rainy LA day? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yes, we're so cozy. And I have a Stella. And you have a Stella. Here I am. And guys, that makes her a badass bitch because... Well, you're not a bitch. Well, I don't know if you are, but I would respect it if it can come out. I could be. <laughs> oh, I like that. I could impersonate one. You just remind me of like Reese Witherspoon when she like Thank got her like sass and cruel intentions totally like totally. i could be mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. happening i could be yeah so cheers uh meatballs cheers. if you're listening and you're not driving your car um and you're maybe cleaning your room or you know having dinner by yourself at home cheers with us cheers and take a shot every time we mention britney spears or lady gaga because it will probably happen a lot you'll be wasted i mm-hmm. hope you're in a stationary place <laughs> I promise I'm not trying to like get in your pants by putting out this spread for you. It's okay. I mean, there's candles. There's it's like, I just want you all to feel Zen listening to it. So I'm trying to make you feel Zen, Carly. I feel Zen. I feel like we should ice break some, some fast, like Jersey questions for you. Okay. 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 Um, some of the listeners wrote in and they were curious. Listeners, I call you meatballs. What up, meatballs? Meatballs. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that we came from. We might have to sound clip that. Let it out. Meatballs. <laughs> That's just like my war chant. That's just going to be the intro from now on. Perfect. <laughs> um, some people had a question or questions for you. Mm. A, they wanted to know, who would you rather go on vacation with? And these are like Jersey-centric questions. I love this. Okay. Snooki mm-hmm. from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Teresa Giudice from... No, Snooki's from Jersey Shore. I know. I was like, <laughs> wait, like, wait, did wait she... <laughs> was she also a real housewife? She's killing the reality game. Jeez. I know. Snooki's also on Audio Boom Network, and we're trying to get her on the podcast So Snooki. She'll do it. She'll do it. Totes. Um, Teresa Giudice, who is actually on The Real Housewives of New is Jersey. Is she in prison still? Uh, I think she got out. I think okay. she's... Her husband is Okay, so prison. we could go on vacation. You could go on vacay. I and think... it wouldn't be... It would be at a federal prison. Exactly. Copy. Which might be interesting for a character study. Yeah. If you're auditioning yeah. for, like, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. For, like, mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. Um, the situation from... <laughs> I love him. From the Jersey Shore. Or, hmm, I want to go with... Drea De Matteo from The Sopranos. Who would you rather go on vacation with? I feel like this is kind of an easy choice. I'm going to have to go with Snooki. 
<laughs> just because I am very small and she is very small, and so I feel like we could just tag team it up and just take the take the vacation by storm, depending on where we go. But I, you know, I want a little companion like that. I love for it for a trip. You would be like meatballs together, exactly. I promise I'm not copying her and Dina. I know they called each other meatballs, <laughs> but I didn't realize that until like Just two now. months into the oh, podcast. Got it. I was going to be like, is this the moment it's you realize this? <laughs> it's all happening. Okay. Um, now these people are actually from New Jersey. Who would you like to be your maid or man of honor? Ooh, okay. At your wedding. Um, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, who was born in New Jersey, a lot of meatballs right in there. Like she's Stephanie from New York. Germanata. Thank you. Yeah. Born in New Jersey, resided in New York, or um, Bruce Springsteen. Oh my God! Wait, what was the second one again? Jack Nicholson. It's really tough. It's a lot of talent it's up really, there. Really, yeah, There's, this, this is a really hard choice. Who do you I, want planning your bachelorette party? Who do you want standing Jack up there? Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. I feel like we have a lot in common. I feel like it's all happening. It's all happening. I feel like Jack would be great for a bachelorette party. I feel like great maid of honor speech. Well, also he could be like the security detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on top of him just wanting to, you know, let off some steam and party with us. I know that he would be like a really good, you know protector of all the ladies and if anybody like tried to mess with us at like my bachelorette he'd be like back the fuck off that's good i like that yeah yeah where would you have your bachelorette party Ooh, well um i've actually never been to catalina island so i feel like that would be a fun thing because i hear that there's like wild pigs so like some sort of wildlife expedition on catalina island would be cool (laughs) a wine mixer maybe exactly i just saw people zip lining at catalina island really which i did not know existed there so it would be like a wine zip line pig sighting soiree exactly yeah. it would be very cool i'm obsessed with the series love on netflix i love that show um i mean who doesn't love love meatballs this is this is not a sponsored post but i mention it all the time every podcast every podcast um and have you seen the series finale no i haven't <gasps> oh well I'm there sorry. might be a part about catalina and they might go there and it might end in catalina just Ooh. spoiler alert well good they can it, that'll be my location scout just watching the series finale of, <laughs> or the season finale of love exactly no i love it i don't know how we got on to bachelor parties we are gonna move on <laughs> here we are to more important things guys it's the just enough with jacqueline segment we are gonna talk sports yes there's a lot happening with sports. Carly just informed me that her dad is a tennis coach. He is USPTA certified. What does that mean? So he, um, well, he's Canadian, but okay. he, when he was 18, was like, yo, I'm over it. I'm trying to move to the warmest place on planet Earth or in the continental United States. And that at the time was South Florida. So uh, <laughs> he he moved down there and started teaching tennis lessons for cash and then became the uh, tennis director at the Country Club of Coral Springs, where I'm from, Coral where Springs, Florida. Shout out and to so Coral Springs. He, he, shout out to Coral Springs. He was the uh, he was the pro there for 30 years, and now he's <gasps> the, po- the pro at um, a different... Um, he's not the po. He's not the po-po. <laughs> he's not um, the po-po. But he's the pro pro at um i think like a i think a club in 
Boca. Oh, Boca. So, yeah, he's all he's all about it. That's so. where I want to end up. Mm-hmm. Boca. That's where a lot of people want to end up. Naples. Totally. <laughs> yep. We've been to many a tournament in Naples. But now he's got, um, I have two younger brothers that are my half brothers. Uh-huh. And they are like tennis prodigies. So he is just living the South Florida dream right now. With oh, he's two living kids, his best life. Taking them to tournaments on the weekends. They're winning every single one of them. Like, And they're so cute because they're, they're half Japanese. My stepmom's Japanese. Oh. Oh, God. So they're just really upstaging me at this point. I don't think that's possible, Carly. Mm-hmm. You're being modest right now. Well, let's let's trace it back to the fact that my dad loves nothing more than tennis. Like, yes, of course, he loves me. I was first born. I'm his yeah. only daughter. That's it. However, he loves tennis. And so um, the fact that his two kids are just so good at it and just killing the game. Do you have any good, like, tennis tricks or anything, like, you could drop knowledge-wise that you used to, like, impress people with? Well, I will drop a couple of um, puns. Well, my, my dad my dad loves, um, like, he's just the kind of Canadian guy that will sit in a bar and make friends with anybody, and he just drops, like, all of the life lessons, and they're always tennis analogies. So he'll be like, you know, at the end of the day, love means nothing. And I'm like, Dad... <laughs> Dad, come on. Wow. But sometimes he'll he'll just he'll say that as a joke cuz he is actually a sensitive guy. For the meatballs that don't know what that pun means. <laughs> can you it's love yeah. is 0-0. Zero, zero, Correct. So which like means nothing in tennis. Yeah. So instead of saying the score is like 15-0-30-0, it's 15 love, 15 30 love. love. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, he'll he'll all you know, down the middle solves the riddle. When you're playing doubles. Oh, wow. Um, if it's high, let it fly. If it's low, take it slow. He's just got all these rhymes for, like, tennis technique. But then he's like, tennis is like life. You know, it's all about balance. Either you're, you know, super aggressive at some times, but then you got you to gotta hang back other times. Like, he just... <laughs> I feel like, I feel like his, his life lessons are escaping me at the moment, but... I can definitely. You've dropped enough. Okay, great. We're good. We're going to stop right there. So meatballs, again, just enough is like if you're out on a date with someone Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're meeting new people at a party and you're having social anxiety. Mm -hmm. This is what this section is for. You could say if it's high, let it fly. Mm -hmm. And if it's low, take it slow. Yeah. And you learned that from Carly this week. You're welcome. Yeah. That's some sports knowledge. Have you been following March Madness, Miss Carly Craig? Um, I believe FSU is actually playing tomorrow, which is my school, Florida State. They're playing tomorrow um, downtown. I know that. Are you going? I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm unfortunately... You know, I have, very prior, I have a prior commitment, yeah. but she's um, real busy, guys. But my cousin who lives in North Carolina, <laughs> who went to FSU, is in town. He's Andrew from North Carolina. Shout out! He, what up, Andrew? Andrew, Andrew Weatherly, how you doing? You better make Andrew listen to this. Now he's a meatball. Great. Um, your alma mater is ranked number thirteen right now is that bad no 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 that's good this is so again just enough i steal um all my stats from like yahoo sports Mm -hmm. and they made a list yesterday about the top um 
16 teams that are going to possibly win March Madness and Florida State is number 13. So I hope they win. Actually, I don't really hope they win because they're playing Gonzaga. And last week we talked about how I think Gonzaga is going to win the whole tournament. Mm. So for you, I say like, great. (laughs) It's going to be a really fun game. But for my own Luckily, I'm not going. You're not going, so it's fine. Yeah, we're all going to be fine. It's all good. I'll give you a top three. So if anyone's talking to you this week, meatballs, this is who you think could possibly win if you don't really give a shit about March Madness and you just want to be in the conversation. Right. Uh, Villanova. That's a big contender, guys. Duke. Kansas. I'm going to give you top five. I feel like three isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Kentucky. That was another one of my number ones. Kentucky. Who do we know from Kentucky? Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she knows just enough about all this shit, right? She is from Kentucky. Do you do a J-Law impression? I'm getting there. I'm I working feel on like it. you'd be really good as J-Law. I'm working on it. Right? I feel like, I feel like her, her uh, voice is a little hard to crack, but... Um, it's a manner- tough one. Yeah, her mannerisms are a little easier than her, her actual voice. So I think it's just a matter of like finding that. I feel like first. she's less delicate than you. Yeah. Yeah. She's more like if you were a dude... She's like tough girl. She's like one of the boys. Yeah. She's like, I grew up with brothers, you know. Uh, that was good. Oh, you just sounded like her on Conan. Great, great. <laughs> Here I am. And number five is Gonzaga. So there's Gonzaga. just enough about that. Uh, this last thing. Okay. Great. I really wanted to talk about this because this woman is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a quote that actually I think really segues nicely into you. Um, I don't know if you meatballs. Segway enemy, girl. Yeah. <laughs> if you meatballs have heard about um, the 98-year-old nun, Sister Jean Dolores Schmidt. Do you know who this is? What's up with Jean? Oh, my God. Jean apparently has been praying for it, and she's the chaplain for mm-hmm. the Loyola Chicago Ramblers basketball team, which means she sits right now. She had to get hip like replacement surgery. Yeah. She sits on the court, and she like blesses all the players. They've won these incredible games, and now she's become the most tweeted about person in the entire NCAA tournament. Well, if you have a nun on your side, you can't really go wrong, right? I mean, apparently. I, I almost feel like she's almost there as a tactic to, like, scare the other team and maybe, like, gain a little sympathy where they might hold back a little bit because they're like, we can't disappoint a nun. <laughs> Right? I think that that's, I think there's a lot more to this than her simply blessing them. I think she's like, they're pl- they're pulling the sympathy nun card. <laughs> it, that's exactly what it is. And yeah. she says that she prays really hard for Loyola, Loyola and the, not so hard yeah. for the other team. She's like, I pray for y'all like 15%. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so scary to me. Yeah, yeah. To hear a nun say that about you and your team is so frightening. But I love this because she's getting like so much exposure. She was hype. on Access Hollywood. Now there's this like petition to get her on Ellen. There's, already, there's like, just nun hype happening. It's a lot of nun hype. Nun hype. She's the biggest celebrity of the NCAA tournament. So recently she said, I think everybody is a celebrity in their own way. Mm-hmm. No matter what we do, if we're doing doing what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. then each one of us is a celebrity not only is she a blessed nun but she's a woke nun <laughs> she stay woke do you know how much i respect you dropping woke 
in there in like 15 minutes into the podcast <laughs> if we're even that far anyway i think everyone should check out sister jean she's awesome follow her through the tournament jean. sister jean she's blessing the teams i feel like just think about her when you're going through a tough day right i wouldn't doubt that Brittany's middle name is because of sister jean <laughs> right. i bet i bet you that in kentwood louisiana they were when Brittany yeah. spears godney was born they were like who are we gonna name her after Sister Jean. Sister Jean. She loves basketball. Brittany, small fry and tater tot was her and Justin's like jersey names yeah. when they did the celebrity. Pink, pinky and stinky. Oh, that was it. You're right. Yep. Small fry and tater tot are okay. the kids. Those are, those are potatoes, <laughs> but we're, we're all going to be fine. Apparently, Carly is a bigger Britney Spears fan than That's I am, not guys. true. That's not true. Um, no, it's fine. I just know totally a lot fine. of things I about love her that. because... I- I'm obsessed. Obsessed. And i that's one of the main reasons we're having you here. No, it's not. Um, but the reason why I love that quote is because I feel like you're doing exactly what you should be doing. That's really sweet. Thank you so much. No, Carly <laughs> Meatballs, for those of you that are kind of unfamiliar with her, you will be familiar with her because she's taking over the entertainment industry. I have respected your work and like just your hustle and to me, it seems like you've been an overnight like sensation. It seems like you like got off the boat or the plane from Florida. Or did you drive here? I did drive. You drove I hopped here. out of the dented Prius. <laughs> the dented Prius. I mean, every Prius has to have a dent. It's yeah. like you're not living without a dent. And every actress has to have a dented Prius <laughs> at some point or another. <laughs> exactly. So I want you to tell the meatballs, because this podcast is really about where you're from and how you got to where you are and why awesome. you are the way you are. Yes. So your jersey is Florida. My jersey is totally Florida. Coral Springs, Florida, more specifically. Um, and I'm really glad that this is what the podcast is about because I have a lot of hometown pride. Um, yes. And I definitely attribute like everything that I am to where I'm from because I grew up um, doing theater at like I grew up on Coral Springs Drive performing at the Coral Springs Center for the Arts. My dad was, you know, the, the tennis pro at the Country Club of Coral Springs. Yeah. Like I am like Sea Springs till I die 954 represent. You really and, are. Yeah. And so I... Um, and I, I love going back there. It's just like it gives me butterflies, honestly, like when I walk into my old theater. Um, but I started doing um, theater when I was like seven because I was really precocious and like outgoing as a kid. And I was also, you know, hanging around the country club when I was a kid, socializing with adults, like all of the ladies teams and all of, you know, it was just like early 90s country club chilling and uh, granted it wasn't like a bougie country club it was like the country club of coral springs like come on it's like sort of middle class like just a bootleg country club no you know i what respect I mean? it a lot yeah it was it was dope it was really really fun i really think you need to write a series about your country club about coral, coral springs. springs country i know my dad's been pushing that for, a, for a while yeah. yeah um it'll come it'll come but um but yeah and so i got into acting classes at the at the Coral Springs Center for the Arts and um started doing very prestigious it does um <laughs> but also the theater like the theater is um you know it's like the Coral Springs Center for the Arts so we have touring acts come through like Gallagher or <laughs> like I mean I mean that's a big deal it's that kind of vibe you know and so I actually look back on like my old theater tapes when I was younger and I'm like this is so ridiculous looking back on it now because we were just kids and we had this amazing like full facility to learn theater and to thrive in when we were just kids and like not everybody has that you know there's a lot of uh, schools that are even cutting the arts education department and so I feel really really lucky that I got 
that sort of training when I was so young because I was just obsessed with theater. Did you guys have like theater camps when you were like during the summer? Exactly. That's where I found out about theater. So my yeah. So my um, elementary school was across the street from the Coral Springs Center for the Arts, um, which, believe it or not, was not called Coral Springs Elementary. (laughs) That's a different school. But I went to Parkside (laughs) and um, and across the street was the theater. So my after school program was a theater camp. And then on the summers, I went to theater camp. I was just like theater theater kid when was like the first moment because I remember like the first time I got a laugh on stage the Mm -hmm. first musical I connected with where I was like oh yes yes I'm into it yeah Yeah. do you have one of those yeah I mean I can honestly think of like two really distinct moments so um one when I was Toto and when I was eight um and I was like you know, reading the script and I was like, I don't have enough lines. And so I went up to the music teacher. This was a school production, of course. And uh, I went up to Ms. Shapiro, our music teacher. And I said, Ms. Shapiro, do you think maybe I could, um, and I had just learned like all the theater terms. And I was like, do you think maybe I could break the fourth wall and, and uh, Toto could talk to the audience, you know, maybe say, you know, I've got a brain, I need a heart. I need courage and I could say and some doggy treats for me and that that blew the roof off of the house (laughs) wow that was it and so that was my moment where I was like oh I can like make up words and people will laugh at them and I can like get a response and then another time was when I was um that following summer I was Mary Poppins which was my first big lead at the summer camp the summer program which is a huge deal meatballs if you've never gone to a theater summer camp it was a it was a pretty big deal it's like your coming out party it's, it's like totally, I'm totally. ready to party, party. <laughs> yep and so I had a solo that was the first time I had a solo oh. and so that was a big moment for me singing stay awake from the Mary Poppins musical and I was Mary Poppins and the kids who were cast as Jane and Michael Banks were taller than me okay that's whatever whatever (laughs) imaginations are fine totally do you have you seen the preview for the Emily Blunt I have it gives me like it gives me butterflies honestly because because I like I because that is one of my first distinct like theater memories and that's kind of my life my mom even is is not really for tattoos, but she's like, but if you ever did get a tattoo, like, wouldn't it be cute if you got like a little Mary Poppins behind <laughs> your ear? And I'm like, sure, mom. You're like, that's the least bad. They're like, <laughs> there's the word tattoo in the dictionary and just the opposite of tattoo is Mary Poppins next to it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, that's, that's so not, that's not going to happen. I know. Mom. I know. It's the <laughs> no, whitest tattoo. Though. I yeah. like that. I used to think if I got a tattoo, I would get like my Italian family crest. <laughs> I love that. That's not. Is that's it still in the cards? Or? No, I think that's out. I think, it's, think out. it's out. I yeah. think I maybe just want it on like a cool pendant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe wear it around my neck. Right. Something <laughs> that you could, you know, take off of your body exactly. at the end of a long day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I love it. Meatballs, you know what I love? I love RX bars. Do you guys know what it is? You should know what it is if you listen to the podcast. If you don't, I'm obsessed with them. They're whole food protein bars made with simple real ingredients and there's no bs what they are on the inside is actually on the package three egg whites two dates and six almonds those are the core ingredients but the best part about it is they actually taste 
really, really good. And they're super cute to pull out. My favorite flavor is the mixed berry. It tastes like a yummy, fruity, just bar, almost like a Pop-Tart. I definitely recommend it. You pull it out. It's a hot pink package. They have 11 delicious flavors. They also have kids bars, which is really cool. RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and there's no sugar added? Like, come on, guys. This is just putting so much goodness into your body. And when you do that, especially for those of you on the go, recently I've been having to have a lot of them. I've been in rehearsals for Do You Remember This, the musical. That's a tongue twister. And I've been having to go from work to rehearsals to auditions to dates. It's just a lot of shit. And I've been getting through with these RX bars. They're so easy to take on the go with you. So you can have it for breakfast on the go. It's a good snack at the office. Just throw it in your bag. If you're heading on a trip, I brought them to New Orleans with me. They saved my appetite and they saved my good mood. It's also awesome. You know I teach fitness classes for a pre-workout snack or your post-workout. If you're really hungry, but you just worked out and you don't feel like sitting down to a huge lunch, it's the perfect thing. It's a treat. I love them and I give them out and I've been seeing them a lot more lately but you know what I have a special offer for you get them through rxbar.com use the code jersey at checkout and you get 25% off your first order how cool is that again for 25% off your first order just visit rxbar.com and use the code slash jersey j-e-r-s-e-y and your life will just be so much better i love them just as much as i love musical theater guys so you crest i i I love it i mean theater like i a lot of people are like stop living in your high school days but like for some reason theater i did so much theater in like high school and college and in little middle school camps girl and like you don't understand how special those times were unless you're like on broadway now yeah (laughs) i mean on broadway i feel like you'd be like no this is the best theater experience definitely (laughs) i got to go on the i'm sure you've been on a bunch of broadway stage but the um we saw a Bronx tale mm-hmm. um, over Christmas break and a friend of a friend of a friend is one of the lead females in it. So she brought us on stage like Ooh, after the show and did so all the awesome. things. And I found, I don't know if you find this, it was so much less intimidating mm-hmm. being on the stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well, because like, oh. also the theaters are like some Broadway theaters are really small. Yeah. Like they're not that they're not that huge. They, they could rival any community theater, you know, but but they're not like you think of Broadway and you're like, oh, it's this gigantic theater but there's only a, a handful of them that are actually that big you think a chorus line i think broadway i think a chorus line immediately yeah if i could do a chorus line every day for the rest of my I life of like chicago oh, oh we uh, we're jumping around but you did a spell block tango oh can you tell the meatballs about this experience because i love fossey in chicago and i just need to hear the story of spell block tango sure so um so i was an assistant to an amazing man named Todrick Hall for, but basically when I first moved here, um, and that was the first video I assisted him with. And he, I was a huge fan of his work because he had done a bunch of, you know, he was a theater kid himself, did a bunch of musical comedy videos, and I was like, oh my god, you're so my jam! Like, teach me your ways, you know. And I was, I was, I came out here looking for a mentor, and so um, he was like the perfect fit and so I met him at an audition and I was like hey let me be your assistant and kind of just like weaseled my way into his team which I respect so hard please just hire me because I just want to help and just in any way I can and so the first video I help with is a parody of Chicago uh, spell block tango but it's the cell block tango (sighs) 
um, or Cell Block Tango, Spell Block Tango was the parody name. It was all Disney villains doing the Cell Block Tango. And so it was Shoshana Bean, who was the first replacement for Elphaba on Broadway. It was uh, Amber Riley, who was very popular at the time for Glee. Yeah. Um, also still killing the game. She's like Effie White in the UK. She's Amber Riley's amazing. Um, but I was so... Um, I was so excited because I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm working for Dodger Call and I get to hang out with Shoshana Bean all day and like help her with stuff. So I was just pinching myself the whole time. But What's that video good, is amazing. Like when you're working with all these really cool people mm-hmm. and you're like fangirling out on the inside, mm-hmm. did you actually allow yourself to ask questions about like her experiences or anything? Well, Shoshana specifically has been amazing. Like since then, you know, I've worked with her on a couple of videos with Todrick and she's since become, you know, somewhat of a friend and, yeah. and you know, all she, she's releasing music now and she's just, she's so talented. I've been to a bunch of her shows and, She's just so amazing. And there was one particular shoot where I got to, like, drive her to a location we were shooting at. Like, I was like, I'll drive Shoshana, you know? <laughs> I'll and, do it. And so I got to kind of trap her a little bit and be like, hey, so um, I just want to know, like, how did you get to where you are today? Uh, can you just pull me in? And so she had a lot of – she offered a lot of great advice. You know, I was asking her why she lives in L.A. and not New York anymore. And she just sort of opened my mind and because I – you know, want to be on Broadway one day, but, um, you know, she was also expressing to me that the lifestyle in LA is a lot better sometimes than New York. Cause it's such a grind up there. And so it was just cool to it's hear so her perspective. Funny you brought that up cause meatballs were actually asking why you weren't in New York. Oh yeah. Um, and why you were in LA because a lot of people are actually fans of you and know your background. Oh yeah. Well, I, um, I do love New York. I went up there last year and auditioned for a bunch of shows um and it went really well but it really made me appreciate everything I have going on in LA because auditioning you know I came straight out of the theater program at FSU and moved right out here and sort of my my game plan I guess was you know I would love to ideally make a name for myself in LA first and then when the opportunity comes to be on Broadway one day and when I feel that I'm mature enough to carry a Broadway show then the time will come you know and I would love to be that name on the marquee that's like there to sell tickets you know what I mean because it's really it really is difficult to rise from literally the bottom in New York like there's just lines at these equity auditions mm-hmm. it's like an assembly line of people um and you can you get to go in and sing eight bars and that's it and that and you know how do you stand out in a crowd of people like that it's literally like a chorus line and so and either way like I I double majored in media production and I knew that I wanted to create videos and I just had a lot more I had a job waiting for me out here at the time you did so So do you recommend that yeah so I mean I had met um through the media production there were two guys that were giving a lecture at my school like about a semester before I graduated and um they had a, a reality tv production company out here and so when I met them at the lecture I was like hey I'm I want to move to LA I'm really interested I'm an actor but I would love a job when I get out there and so So that's sort of how that fell into place. And um, they, you know, gave me my first job and I was a PA for five months at this reality company. And then, of course, when I met Todrick, they were happy to, you know, like move along. Let me graduate. Yeah. (laughs) But um, go spread your wings. Exactly. So so L.A. was more like, okay, I know that I can have my car there. I know that I have I already had some friends here. You did. From FSU. Mm -hmm. Like kind of knowing some 10 out of 10 recommend 
having friends already in the city you want to move to. Got it. Because it, it really is important, honestly. Like, when you're so far from your family, which you couldn't even be further from Florida to L.A. It's really far. Yeah, it's it's really far. And so you having that support system is really important. Um, and so, yeah, it was just – that was just sort of the natural route. And then, again, like, after, after we did Mad TV, I was kind of like, you know, I really – maybe this is the time I go back to theater. And so I did a show in New York, like I did a solo show there Mm -hmm. and it went really well. Um, and then, you know, all those auditions came of it uh, the following months. Um, but then I was like, you know, I got, I sort of got the note that I wasn't competitive enough in the audition room, which because auditioning for musicals is so different from TV and film. And truthfully, I think that my skills like (laughs) are just not as sharp in musical theater really anymore because I've been, you know, everything is so grounded and, and in your face, like literally in your face for TV and film. It's so much more subtle. Exactly. And so I think I was kind of just like being me and not really thinking about, you know, the proper musical theater technique, audition technique. I didn't go in there like, book me on this job. You know what is I mean? Is that what the other girls were like? Well, I wouldn't, I, I don't know what they do in the room, but I do know that it is very competitive. And so, um, is it, it was, like Leah Michelle on steroids? <laughs> Every girl much, that goes in. Pretty much. It's like 27 <laughs> Rachel Berry's going out for the same <gasps> part. And there are also people that rightfully so, like they deserve those parts because they went to school for musical theater and they've been doing that grind in New York for the past four or five years. You know, I've just been out here and I was like, Oh great. Got an awesome TV credit. Let me come and I'll do it for a Broadway show. But um, it was, it definitely um, humbled me and made me want to come back here and work on a, a new solo show that I could be really proud of and hopefully would lead to the, lead to the next step. I feel like you will be on Broadway. And since you, you do such great audition, um, impersonations, um, I would like you to impersonate Kristen Chenoweth, giving you your first Tony Award Kristen for Chenoweth. the revival of Mary Poppins, the musical. Now, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to say, this little girl is the same size as me, (laughs) but 20 years younger. (laughs) We both played the part of Sally Brown. She, of course, played it in 11th grade, and I played it in 1999 and won a Tony. It is my greatest honor and pleasure to present this Tony Award for Mary Poppins <laughs> to Carly Craig. <gasps> oh, no, Carly. Thank you. Accept your award, Carly. <laughs> oh, my God, Kristen. Um, you are a hero. Uh, it is truly an honor to accept this um, from you to me. Um, I just want to say I couldn't have done it without you, Kristen. Um, I would love to uh, take a trip to Oklahoma sometime so I can see where you're from. I just, I want to know more about you. Let's be best friends. I want to wear your skin. I want to wear your skin. Give me your throat. Thank you. Thank you. That was so good. Yay. I'm cheersing against my mic. It will happen. Only it'll be even cooler than that moment. You won't be sitting on my couch. One day. You'll be at like Radio City. Um, I did jump forward a little bit. So you were, you went to high school in Florida. You went to college in Florida. And Mm -hmm. then you were just like, my job is ready. I'm out. I'm moving. Ten days after I graduated, I was like, wow, I'm getting in a car and I'm driving there with my mom. I feel like you get shit done. Me personally? Yes. Yeah. I, I, you don't waste time. I try not to. I think, I think just, um, by nature, I'm, I'm a, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Which is a blessing and a curse. Like, you know, cause I'm always, 
putting pressure on myself but mm. I feel like in the past year or two I've gotten a lot better about that like I've mellowed out a lot and I've tried to sort of take things one one step at a time and be a lot more patient with opportunities and things I feel like you're much more chill than you might appear to be mm. either mm. like on TV or like in social media because before I met you Carly and I met doing a pretty funny women show at yes. the Laugh Factory yes but we had a lot of mutual friends so she kept popping up on my feed um, because of Amir K who you did Mad TV with I love and, him oh love Amir mm-hmm. and um Adam Ray and I, 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 I stalked you a little bit. I was like, who is this girl? Because you were also obsessed with Brit and like, yep. you know, all these things. And I was like, oh my God, this girl's a machine. Like she, she can't be fun. She can't be chill. And like, you're the opposite of that. Like you are fun and you are very chill. You do have a chill energy about you, which Thank is awesome. You. you know, it's that Florida vibe. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I didn't, um, I, I wasn't, when I went to school for theater, I didn't go to, like, the musical theater program where you have to be, like, perfect and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was sort of, I was the star of, like, the student productions. Like, I I was always, like, on the chill side of whatever the elite were doing, if I you want to put it that, that way. You know what I mean? I feel I like... I was, like, the underground. Were you in, like, a sorority yeah. also? I mm. was in a sorority for a year. Look at... Oh, a year. Were you over it? Kappa Kappa Gamma. Well, actually, <laughs> I... It became not worth it because of the... Um, because I of the time, I wasn't able to split my time between rehearsal and... It was and, really hard. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but um, oh my God, what an experience. Was, what an experience. I mean, my favorite part thing. about it was, you know, like writing the skit for skit day at recruitment. Oh, But yeah. were you in a sorority? I was in a sorority. Yeah. The best part was doing Greek Week like lip sync. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. All, anything I could choreograph. Which one me- were you in? Oh, I was in Alpha Z Delta. I love it. Oh, yes. I, I, I know a lot of people hate hearing about my sorority days because I talk about it a lot um but it was the best time ever I miss it because you you all dress the same you don't have to put much thought into what you wear it's just so easy all your friends you blend right in yep you blend right in it's it's there's not much work to it actually well pledging did you have hell week or anything uh no I no you guys were nice you're cool yeah <laughs> it was like it was really chill it was like one of the lower tier sororities so it's, it was sort of like nah, yeah whatever yeah, whatever so you came out here and you were being mentored by Tadra Call. can you explain what Tadra Call has done to the meatballs that don't know about Tadra Call? oh my gosh well I don't even know where to begin um so he when I met him, I'll start with when I met him. So I had seen some of his videos before, loved them. You know, some people might know he did the Beauty and the Beast parody. Um, it was Beauty and the Beat, and it was all of the, uh, it was Belle walking through the hood. And so it was like, what's good? What's good? Instead of bonjour, bonjour. It's amazing. So that was the video that like really caught my attention. And then I knew I wanted to work with him. And so then from there, uh, I started working with him in 2013 and then uh that segued into 2014 i helped plan his first tour um for his own youtube channel and his own music Mm -hmm. and so we did the whole 12 passenger van with a u-haul driving across the country um performing like my my friend chester who was his other assistant um we booked all the theaters and we we were in charge of the hotels and everything i was sort of i was his assistant but it sort of segued into being a producer of sorts and so So how did you know how to do 
all this? Was it from your media training in college or did you just do it? I just learned it. You like, were just like, it was I just, gotta make it happen. Exactly. Okay. And that's sort of like the whole culture in Todrick's camp too. It's like you make a way out of no way. That's sort of just the name of the game. And he, I think that's really good advice. I think a lot of people are scared to do certain jobs. Mm-hmm. You just can't think about it. You just got to do it. Yeah, exactly. But also be able to acknowledge if it's not working and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not the best person for this. Also be able to recognize that but well I was definitely at a point where I I just I adored him and I wanted to help bring his vision to life no matter what and and the what was so awesome and what is so awesome about Todrick is he's one of the most generous people I've ever met and so like within so at the end of the summer of 2014 we went to London and I got to bring help him bring the tour to London and and hire the dancers and be on that side and so I the skills that I picked up just from being on his team I learned how to be on the other side of an audition like without ever having honestly been to an audition out here yet you know and so it was so cool and yeah and so Todrick now uh, present day he has since released um, a visual album he's about to drop his next visual album next week um, oh my God, which is going to be 30 songs. 30s. He's a huge Beyonce fan. <laughs> if I had to describe Todrick in three words, it's like Beyonce, Wizard of Oz, and Disney all wrapped into one wow. amazing person. Are you excited about the On the Run 2 tour? I am excited about it. I, <laughs> I went to the, um, not the On the Run, but the last tour that Beyonce did, but mm. I was, maybe it was the Lemonade tour, um, if that was what it was called. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, I was all the way in the back literally the back row of the Do- of Dodger Stadium oh that's far yeah but it was really fun <laughs> no. all the way at the top okay who would you rather see in concert Britney Lady Gaga or Beyonce Britney Britney, <laughs> Britney I'm sorry I I do love Beyonce but I've seen her I do love Lady Gaga but Britney is like is my girl she's number one oh, it's yeah. so funny though because I feel like you're like such a vocalist that's true, but she is a pr- entertainer. She's she, a performer. She is. And and also I just, you know, she was my teen queen growing up, so obviously like there's just something there that I mean, I I just love her. And she I just have I don't know. I just have so much love. My boyfriend will catch me just looking at pictures of Britney. Oh yeah. And he's like you're a weirdo. I'm like you don't understand. I want to know what you feel about her new Kenzo campaign. Have you seen those pictures? Everyone's talking about how her face, how it doesn't even look like Britney. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> she looks so sad, guys. You know, she her body's banging. Yes. But girl, why'd you get a nose job and why'd you get your lips done? Thank you. She didn't need it. She didn't. At all. Yeah. I don't know why that happened, but you know what? What's important is that she's happy. Her and her man are so cute. They are really cute. I love Sam. I feel like they have a really good time in the bedroom together. Dude. (laughs) You know he throws her around. Have you seen his arms? He's like the fucking Hulk. (laughs) I mean, and she's so bendy. She's she's flexible. (laughs) Homegirl is flexible. She started out in gymnastics. Exactly. That's why I never was a professional dancer. That was my only thing. I wasn't like a... I couldn't do all the flips and all the tricks that you need to do. I could turn. But mm-hmm. you need to also be able to like yeah. bend and do all those things. I had seen Britney. I saw Britney at one of her first ever concerts and I haven't seen her perform live since. Oh my I God, saw her girly. in 1998 at the Pompano Beach Amphitheater. It was like when she was on tour. It was her first tour and she had this like co-ed group uh, opening for her. And I remember they sold like little cassette tapes and 
Cassette it, tape. Cassette tapes. For the meatballs that don't know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I want to know because I'm actually doing a show. And you guys, we just created a GoFundMe for it. Um, it's called the Do You Remember This, the musical. And I'll post the links with this episode. But we're putting it in the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Before this, I asked Carly to do maybe a cameo or something in it. Oh, my gosh. Um, and... I have to be Britney Spears in the show. So because you do such amazing Britney impressions, I wanted to know any advice on being Britney. Advice. So do you do the impression in the show? Yes. I, I you just are, You Britney. just embody her. Yes. My yes. favorite part of doing Britney in the show is I sing Rehab by Amy Winehouse as Britney, which is fun. I feel That's like amazing. That song should have been Britney. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Poor thing. Exactly. Um, but she's doing so good now. Yeah. She's um, doing great. Not her face. Um, <laughs> Not her face. Kenzo, what her. the fuck? <laughs> I know. And she's very robotic. Um, That's the sad so, thing. I've seen her perform a lot recently. Yeah. It's not going to be the same for you. I feel like you should just keep the 98 image in your head. Yeah, I've actually had tickets to her Vegas show twice, and I've had to bail out both times because of like other commitments popping up. And I feel like that was just um, that was uh, Nun Jean's way of, of blocking <laughs> me. <laughs> Look at your callback. It was Nun Jean being like, girl. <laughs> Girl, just stay away. It's not your time. Stay away. <laughs> I um, did cry. I cry every time I see her in concert, which is no. embarrassing. No, it's not. But it's it is a little bit of letdown. In yeah. Person. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. But at least at least she's got really great energy now. It's great. I feel like if you, I, I, I originally had tickets this year in 2015, and I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah. And now, I had tickets again in 2017. And I'm also glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I'll see her show when she, you know, she's, I think she's taking it on tour. So maybe I'll see it on tour. And we have, um, Sarah Mitchell comes on the podcast a lot. It's Brittany is one of her lead dancers who's been in the biggest show forever. I love it. You guys should meet. For sure. For sure. Sarah Mitchell. Yeah. They're going on tour all summer and stuff. So maybe you'll see her at like Mohegan Sun. Right. Right. There you go. Well, I mean, so are you, are you, are you playing Brittany in 2000? In 2008. 2008, 2008 Britney. So oh. this is Meltdown, oh. Cheetos, Frappuccino, Barefoot, Bathroom. Sam Lufty. Sam L- yes. British accent. Yes. Maybe. Um, it Remember she little. was doing that when when she did the um, the paparazzi were following her around and she was doing a British accent. Oh, yes. So I would, I would definitely recommend what, going back, you know, digging up some of that footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe because um, I was going to say if you're doing present day Britney, then obviously all you need is her Instagram because her, her fashion show videos are insane. It's amazing. So her good. Instagram, and I've said this before on the podcast, Hilarious. if you need a good laugh or just a smile on your face for the day, just go to Britney's Instagram. I, I feel like it's the only thing she's allowed to be in charge of. And also whenever she, well, and of course her uh, visual art, she's, she's a painter. <laughs> she's a um, painter now. I also think that um, what cracks me up is whenever she sings, she always puts a filter on it. So it's never her actually singing. It's always like a high pitch version or sped up version. It's a cat version of her singing. (laughs) Do you have a recommendation for her talking voice? Because I was trying to do like the Southern drawl, but I feel like Mm. she's a little more gravelly. Yeah, so I think well, you have to consider she she does have a pretty crazy cigarette habit. So yes. you know, a little a little um, what do how do you call it? Like a little um, smokers, 
smokers talk, talk. Like a little. what am i trying to say <laughs> not must that's not the word like uh musk, musk? is, that a, is that a word anyway um i know that's a word but i don't know if it applies anyway i feel like yeah some sort of um smokiness to her voice oh i like that yeah smokiness um yeah she's like you know Hey y'all! Oh my God, Paris! Oh my God! You know, like you maybe throw it more in the throat, throw on it in top the throat. of the southern meatballs. Flame. I want you to all practice your Britney and then send me some um, audios. <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. She also chewed gum all the time, all the time. So you got to do, you got to mime the chewing gum or actually chew gum. I love it. Now that I'm, I'm going to stop asking you for advice, and mm-hmm. I want you to tell us one of your most embarrassing or funniest moments on set of the iconic reboot of Mad TV embarrassing or funny moments yes like what was one of your favorite things okay i also feel like you were like 10 years younger than anyone else on the cast <laughs> because which I is congrats that's amazing yeah i think i think adam is 10 years older than me but probably, um, probably more no offense adam sorry no offense adam um <laughs> It's okay. My boyfriend's older than Adam, so it's fine. It's it's all good. I say dating up is great. My boyfriend's older. Mm-hmm. I think if you can go older, or if you're if you're in your forties to fifties as a woman, I think go younger. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just feel like older guys are more mature and yeah. like they've already been through everything. It's like they're you know they're ready. They're ready. It so, is. anywho, um, side note, um, or something that sticks out in your mind that you can share with the meatballs that they wouldn't have gotten from watching the series okay so what of okay here's a really awesome backstage moment that i love okay so on top of britney spears my other teen queen of course was hillary duff and if anybody has seen the lizzie mcguire movie they know that alex borstein who is the amazing miss swan on mad tv also played principal i think her name was undermeyer in the lizzie mcguire movie Mm -hmm. and so they go to rome and it's a whole thing or whatever so her and will sasso were guest starring on the show and i saw alex this is my first time meeting alex borstein and i love her so much and i of course like have seen her work on mad tv but she was also on the original original cast which is a little like before my time yeah i was more like i watched it when it was like nicole parker and and people that were in the later casts you know um uh, key and peel and all them and so anyway what i know alex borstein from of course is the lizzie mcguire movie and so i said alex it's so nice to meet you you know i just want to say like i i know this is weird but i loved your work in the lizzie mcguire movie <laughs> said by no one ever <laughs> said no one ever and i was like embarrassed to say it but i truly did mean it i really did mean it and will sasso was standing right there and um which is so cool and she was like clearly taken back that i said that as she was like well i mean yeah i uh i loved working on that movie i mean it took me to rome and i said it took us all to rome (laughs) and will zazo just fucking lost it and he was like you are a lunatic and i'm like i'm sorry it just came out i just i just really love that movie so much is that like your feel-good go-to lizzie mcguire movie yeah. yeah i think i i mean it's been airing a lot on at&t uverse i think i've watched it like three times in the past two months i'm not have you ever kidding. played hillary in anything no i feel like you should do a duff actually i think we have hillary duff in our show or is it amanda Bynes? it might be amanda, Bynes. Oh, amanda. i know I love amanda. it's a thing all right that's a fun little story yeah. um i do want to know i want you to 
plug your new show that you're working on. Yes. So I'm really, really excited and proud of this one because the one I did in New York was more um, of a cabaret, you know, me singing songs from my childhood because I used to like when I did the theater, when it was like younger theater days, I performed at like nursing homes across South Florida with my troupe, you I know. I mean goals, right? I mean, there. as one does. At did age you do it for nine. Sister Jean? <laughs> I could have. I quite possibly could have. And um, so that was more of like a cabaret and a review of songs that I have already performed. But this new show is almost all original music. So it's all original comedy songs about my first five years in L.A. And so it highlights, you know, me being an assistant, me being on Mad TV, um, you know, it, it, there and. I sort of play a heightened version of myself throughout the whole show. Like I'm sort of an asshole the whole time. It's basically poking fun at the traditional cabaret because so many of these cabarets are just like what cracks me up the most about them is when people are like, yeah, so I, uh, I grew up loving music. Music is a big part of me. And, and I just knew I was always meant to do music and theater was my life and blah, blah, blah. So I already hate your show. Exactly. And <laughs> Not so, your show. Right. But whoever you're impersonating show. So it's sort of me doing that the whole time and also like just being a dick to my music director and yeah, just so, making fun of them. Because also call, I didn't even really call this out. Carly is a stand-up comedian also. Mm-hmm. So you have to inject the funny in there. Yeah. And so it's like a series of heightened monologues and um, songs that I've written with um, my co-writer will can you like give us a little taste of anything you don't have to break out in song or anything but like something that would make people excited or know what kind of like tone the show is totally I mean it is completely a comedy show but um you know I have a song called this traffic's fucking me up oh yeah you know so anybody who lives in LA can relate um you know and it leads in with a monologue like nobody warned me about the traffic you know <laughs> 405 what is this math class that's great like, it's really dumb um the tone of the show is just dumb like that's pretty much the best way i can describe it okay. like the vocals will be will be good but the the whole like the writing of the show is just really dumb so can you give any advice to someone not necessarily who is trying to like create a musical because I know a lot of the meatballs listening aren't in the performing arts mm-hmm. but like how did you make this happen like did the you show? just have an idea and you were like I I'm just gonna produce this myself or do you have people backing you like what's the process for you yeah no um so when I had originally done it in New York like the inspiration for that was I'm so bored because we had just finished mad tv and we did eight episodes and then it kind of like trailed off and we didn't really do anything after that yeah. so I was just sitting around for like two or three months and I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna go to New York and so I just I I had the experience of booking venues before because I had booked all of Todrick's tours you booked a tour I booked a couple tours many tours many a tour you're like I can do this yeah and so um and so I knew that 54 below in New York was a was a Broadway venue and I was like all right I'll just book that venue and then I'll make up the show once I get there and so I did that and then the same thing sort of happened with Rockwell where I was like all right I just need to like bite the bullet and do an all new show and I want it to be all new and I want it to be all original I haven't written anything really yet but at least I know if I have a date on the calendar then I can do it and luckily Rockwell like the rental fee is not that high and it's enough that I can just fund it myself and pay my musicians and everything but um, bow down I respect that thank you I think the moral of your story is that maybe you're assisting 
in the beginning of your career, but those skills that you're learning, you've now used mm-hmm. in having to produce your own stuff. So meatballs, don't get frustrated when you're like, why am I doing this? And you it know? makes you appreciate what other people do for you. Like once you, once you level up, you know what I mean? Like anytime, I mean, I still go back to, I still PA all the time. Like even though I'm an actor I, and I'm party princessing. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> can we talk to the meatballs? There's side hustle happening. And I think side hustle is okay for anyone. Even if you have a great like nine to five job, if you want some extra money for like a vacation or whatever, be a bartender, be mm-hmm. a party princess. So can you tell the meatballs how you came upon this princess party sure. side hustle so i and i i sing about this in my show as well um but i was looking like when i was working for todrick he had a gig that popped up for a couple months and so i sort of had to find something new to do to make cash and pay my bills and so um i like you know craigslisted um you know party princess because I heard that that was a thing that people might do like mascots at Disneyland don't really pay that much money but if you do like if you go to someone's house yeah if you go to someone's house you can make like a hundred bucks a party in for an hour you know and so it's so easy and um and it's great like you get to perform you get to sing and these kids are kids so they will ask you anything so it it also sort of keeps your improv sharp and it boosts your confidence because they literally think that you are the princess and they've been waiting for you for a year so it's really really good for the soul anyway um i mean granted you're sort of lying to them but i sort of just you know don't think about that it's acting acting. yeah i'm an actress i'm a professional actress um yeah so i got into that about 2014 and i've been doing it since then on and off like whenever i need a gig i just you know call i reach back to uh, i've worked for a couple companies like mm. simultaneously and so i just reach back and they'll start booking me again and so they sort of act like the companies work as an agency sort of like yeah. they provide the costume and all the materials like the face paints and the balloons and that's stuff. awesome and then you just show up at the time they ask you to and you get paid who's your favorite princess to be I really love playing Princess Anna from Frozen. I feel um, like kids lose their minds over her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. And what was, what actually was like really, I auditioned for Frozen on Broadway when at that time that I was auditioning for all those shows. And I'm like, did all of my princess parties prepare me for this moment? I've been singing these songs for so long. <laughs> but then I didn't book it. I'm like, well, well, you know. It just wasn't the right timing for you, Carly. Yeah. And so, but really though, like you have to um, swallow your pride because I absolutely, when I booked Mad TV, was like, my princess days are over, my PA days are over. I've made it. This is going to be the big break. And then sometimes it it isn't the break that you're hoping for. And so, right after that, you know, I went to New York. I came back, and I was like, you know. I got to start doing it again. I do that. I, I'm a Postmate. Mm-hmm. I do all sorts of stuff for cash. And and then, of course, like gigs will supplement that. You know, you get lucky if you get a, a commercial or whatever. And so yeah. I got I did a commercial at the end of last year. And so that's helping me fund my show now. And so it's sort of like one thing leads to another. But you can't be um, prideful and you can't be like unwilling to do whatever it takes to make it work out here because you know I don't have my parents helping me out or anything and as a lot of people don't and you just have to figure out a way to stay here and not have to move back home thank you so much for sharing that yeah it's true I feel like it's really really easy 
to just put up this facade like yeah I'm killing it and because we're kind of almost trained to do that Mm -hmm. you know like it's all about the hype it's all about what your next thing is yeah Mm -hmm. and like I even said to Carly before we started um recording I was like if you don't mind like I'd like you to share about like your princess party side hustle and stuff and I even was honest and was like if you look at my Instagram you don't know that I have to sometimes bartend Mm -hmm. and do that to supplement like in between gigs and I should probably post that to yeah. make it seem like I'm not just like, look at me, look at me, look at me, show, 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 booked, yeah. booked, booked. I mean, occasionally know? I will post like videos on my story of me like singing in my car, like rapping in a princess costume or whatever. And it just it. gets people, you know, be like, you know, a lot of people will be like, what are you doing? But I just don't, I just don't write them back. I like keeping it a mystery. And I, I like yeah. people to think that maybe I just like dressing up. You don't have to reveal everything. I always say you can keep your cards close, but like give people a little bit here and there. I think yeah, that's so, so the cool thing about the solo show too is like, I t- it's all about the struggle. Like uh. it's, the whole show is about me and, and all the jobs and gigs that I've had to do to support myself and being on an, like I've gotten gigs not even just Mad TV, but other gigs. Um, like when Todrick had his own reality show, mm-hmm. um, and I was on that um, docu series. Because you you performed with him too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. we were booking the tours, and then I was I was a singer on the tour as well. So it was like performing by night, but like working in the van by night. But um, and it, what's really cool about that too is seeing now that I've like moved on from that camp, and Todrick and I will always support each other. Like I love him to death. Yeah. But um. Now they're on tour buses. And I'm like, that is just so cool because, and they're selling out 2,000 seat theaters. I'm like, even if I played a little part in that, like I remember playing a show with him in New Orleans when we performed for 25 people. And just to see his Where journey and it? his growth. I just got back from New Orleans. Um, I'm sure favorite. that the theater has closed down since then. Like <laughs> it was every so theater is closing ratchet. down. I, not to be sad, but I just posted a bunch of show dates. And literally today we just got a notice that Nerdist and Nerd Melt's closing. And that I made me that. so sad. And iOS just closed. Yes, I, I loved I, I was supposed to do a show there and it closed. Like, I love those spaces. So I don't I know. know what's happening to theater in LA. But please, everyone, like support your local theater. Support your theater. <laughs> do it. Yeah, so the show is going to be at Rockwell, which is a really cool venue. It's so, so cool. If you're not familiar with it, they mm-hmm. did the Cruel Intentions musical there. Um, they do a lot of the unauthorized musicals. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about it for Lou. Do you remember this musical? Yeah. We might put it there after the French Festival. You should. You yes. should. I, I, um, I'm really excited. I've never played this venue before, but I'm really, really excited because it's similar to 54 Below in New York. It's like, you know, tables where people can order dinner, cabaret-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And it's on like the best street in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of like cool restaurants. Vermont. Like anything cool you see filmed in Los Angeles, they're walking up and down in Vermont. So fun. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really excited because also this will be, this will be the time where I I will, you know, hopefully have some people that are industry in the audience and they'll get to hear what I I've actually been through this whole time because again like doing the Todrick show or doing Mad TV you hear oh you're about to be a household name All and the like time. and and you you almost you prepare yourself for that and then it doesn't happen and then you just have to be like all right well on to the next thing you know do you think the number one thing is to just keep yourself happy and that you can't place all your happiness on your career 
You know, that's a really great question because as somebody that has always placed my happiness Same. directly like on my career, raising my hand. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, again, yeah. I mean, that is, that's something that I really, um, I did a lot of as far as putting pressure on myself. It was always work is my number one priority. But, um, again, in the past year and a half, two years, I've allowed myself to sort of relax and, and not, um, not be so go, go, go and be a little more, all right, I'll just, um, you know, take my time in creating my opportunities. If I do, if I do a solo show, I don't have to do it in one week. I can take two months to prepare it. I don't have to do it tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for me is, um, is allowing myself to have that level of patience. Cause that is a huge part of being in the industry and, and surviving. <laughs> How do you manage boyfriend time and friend time? Boyfriend time and friend time. Well, I will say that I, I, I live with my boyfriend, so that's easy. Oh, so any I get to see tips? My main squeeze and I are moving in together. You are? Yes. Is he moving in here? Or I you're think moving he somewhere is else? moving in here, actually. That's awesome. We were going to move somewhere else, but I'm so busy. I'm like, can't move right and now. And this is a really good spot. You should stay here. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. It's really, really nice. Yay. We have a balcony. This is, this is a pretty solid <laughs> spot. Which is getting poured on right now. Every I time know. we do the podcast, I'm like, it's sunny in WeHo. Guys, it's raining and miserable. But we like rain, so we it's like fine. I'm in Florida. But I would say... Well, okay, so first part of the question, boyfriend time is pretty easy because, again, we live together, and so I, I'm domesticated as fuck. Like, I love cooking dinner. I love, you know, just being – I'm a homebody, so mm-hmm. – and I work from home. Like, a lot of my side hustles I can do from my computer at home, mm-hmm. and he works from home as well. So we're Ooh, really lucky. That scares me, though. It's scary, How but – How do you do it? I, I love him to death, and mm-hmm. I just – I love spending time with him, so um, – he you know he'll be on calls all day or whatever and i'm just either on our balcony or on um you know in in our room and i'm Do you working guys have a separate office or is no, it it's a one bedroom okay yeah but um but it's really really nice it's like i i'm like how do people how do how are people isn't that so weird that like people who are married they are with each other but then they go to work all day and they don't see each other and then they come home i'm like we get to spend time with each other all the time but he's also an actor so like dream scenario is that we'd be on a show together one day and then i get to see him all the time but that's just how obsessed i am i'm the worst i'm so gushy no that's amazing can you give any advice to the meatballs i know i'm asking you like four questions in one question no it's fine but um on meeting a boyfriend and like making it like work when you're working so hard Yeah. Um, I mean, you make each other a priority. So, I mean, he's also very career oriented. Um, luckily we're going for the same career, so it's really easy to sort of make those mesh. Um, but either way, it's like we make sure to have date night and we make sure to, cause especially when you live together, it can be really easy, but like two nights ago we went out to black panther and went out to dinner and it was like the theater where we went on one of our first dates and and i try to i try to surprise him sometimes with like gifts and things and he does the same and it's just about you know showing someone that you like really really care and putting forth that effort and what was also really really awesome about him is that he understood he a understood that my career was a priority so like when we had first gotten together I was like listen I have so many auditions coming up I cannot talk to you this week and he did not text me he just like hit me up once the week was over and said how are your auditions you know and that was like what hooked me I was like he gets it you know (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah so that was that was really awesome and then also he was like 
really open. He wasn't playing any games. Like, we were both at the stage in our life where we were both ready to find a relationship. Like, we were both tired of being single. Yeah. And, um, and so he was like, you know, if you want to text me heart emojis, like, you can and it was all about communication like that's the main thing luckily i'm with a very very effective communicator which is awesome actors tend to be or they shut down a lot yeah yeah he's he's very very um direct and and also awesome yeah okay moving in together any do's and don'ts i've been asking everyone this sorry meatballs um do's do's um Go shopping together to like Home Depot or something to sort of make the place a home like homey. Okay. Like we went and we got like house plants and and sort of decorated it together and so it made it feel like it was our space because I moved into his place. Got it. So it was like we sort of did some ritualistic type things. I feel like that of, needs to happen. Yeah, to make it feel like you guys created the space together. If that makes so he sense. doesn't feel like he's staying in someone else's place. Mm-hmm. Got or it. I'm staying in his place yes. rather. You know exactly. Um, um, so that's a definite do do again date nights very important when you live together because even though you're with each other all the time leaving your space and going somewhere out somewhere else and feeling like you're on a date is a whole other experience so that's really really important um, and then I feel like hmm don'ts um, don't judge them for going to the bathroom yeah. Because everyone goes to the bathroom. Everyone poops. Yeah. <laughs> it so, happens. So just, you know, don't do it with the door open, but no. also don't judge them. It happens. If they have a bad day. That's great advice. Um, we're running out of time, unfortunately. Already? I know it's so sad, but I did want to ask you because I did mention your flawless skin in the beginning and I love to share secrets Thank with you. meatballs. You are so tiny and petite and like fresh faced <laughs> that I feel like you'll look like you're 25 when you're 55. I hope so. I know. Well, I think I know so with you. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, do you have any tips on just maintaining Sure. So I, besides Cetaphil, I get a lot of rest. I sleep like eight, eight hours a night because JLo does that. And so I took a note from JLo and I'm not much of a partier either. Like Mm -hmm. I, I love to drink. I love to drink alcohol like during the week, but on occasion, you know, like I'll have a couple glasses of wine before bed every, every couple days or whatever. Really enjoy that too. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) But, um, but I, I don't, I don't party often. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not outraging until the wee hours of the morning. And, um, yeah, so I, I really don't party a lot and I get a lot of rest. So maybe that helps. So Um, sleep. I eat really well too. Like I, I make my diet a really big priority. Because do you um, meal prep, I don't meal prep, but I do love to cook and I love I love preparing every meal at home. I don't really eat out too often. Okay, um, but again, not a lot of people have that luxury because not everybody works from home. Um, but me, I guess meal prep is an option if you aren't home all the time. But I eat a lot of spinach, spinach and eggs almost every day. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's so, so easy. It's pretty easy to incorporate in your diet. You, you can, can put big... spinach in pasta, all of it. Yeah, all and of it. kale. Mm-hmm. I like to make a good egg white spinach yep. kale omelet. Mm. I throw some Swiss cheese yeah. on there. Yeah, I love kale without too. cheese. I know, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, it's I'm really not like tough. a full blown vegan or vegetarian, but I definitely like eat red meat on occasion mm-hmm. and focus on veg. Uh, like vegetables and fruits are a huge part of my diet, and eggs. Eggs I eat every day. I drink a lot of coffee. 
Which okay, may or may not God. be good for you. Because I was wondering how you had so much energy. I'm a coffee addict. So okay. I, I drink two cups a day, like one in the morning and then one around 2, 3 p.m. Probably after this, I'll go get another iced coffee. Great. Um, but I also, for any cup of coffee I drink, I try to drink the same amount, if not more, of water. Which is a good rule when you're important. out drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and again, these are all things not just not for my skin, but for my own like mental health and well being. Like these are the things that keep me grounded because the industry is so cray cray. You have to like feel healthy to some degree. Do you do anything? Like it, it seems like you don't ever get nervous. Like do nervous? you do anything to like calm down the nerves? Like anxiety? Yeah, because I I've noticed I can't drink certain things or like eat certain things before an audition because I'll like flare up or whatever. Like. Is there anything you can recommend to people? So I try not for auditions specifically. I definitely don't drink coffee right before because mm-hmm. there have been auditions where I've like just completely blown it because I was like shaking because mm-hmm. of all the caffeine. Um, uh, I actually I used to smoke a lot of weed, mm-hmm. like a lot, a lot. And I I haven't smoked like I'll smoke on occasion, but um, I haven't smoked weed in like like 10 months like a lot like I used to smoke during the day yeah just be like living my life walking around the streets of the streets of NoHo just high as fuck but now I don't do that so that really helps for your productivity and your overall because it would it made me um you know why not because there's anything against it but for me personally it would really heighten my anxiety especially if you're a freelancer Uh. like for me if I smoke I am like Okay, but now I have to work on stuff. Why am I not working? Wait, now I can't read. Wait, ugh. You know what I mean? Which is supposed to have the opposite effect on you. Sure. So it was just not working. It just wasn't working for me. <laughs> and that could have to do with the fact that I did smoke a lot in college and, and my first couple of years out here. And so maybe now that I'm getting older and I like have to assume more responsibility, mm. I it stresses me out. So I stopped doing that. And then for... um. Yeah, so those are all like healthcare tips in general. But then I I wash my face with Cetaphil and I put aloe on my face at night. I love it. I just remembered something. Yeah. Your friend Daniel, is it Franchese? Mm Mm-hmm. He, I auditioned for him and we're talking about Jersey Shore on this because it's a Jersey thing. Yeah. I auditioned with him a lot for Jersey Shore the musical and you work with him a lot, don't you? Yeah, I've worked with him on stuff with Todrick, but he's he's a friend of mine who's also from Coral Springs. Oh, oh. Hey now. We discovered that while working with Todrick. Yeah, he's amazing. He's killing it. He did it. He sold out his own tour, like college tour. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Are you having any? I was curious to know if like he was doing a cameo or anything in your show coming up. That would be so awesome. I invited him to the show, but I think he's out of town that weekend. Okay. But or that weekday. It's a Tuesday. But um, but hopefully we'll collaborate sometime in the near future. I was just on his podcast. So, um. And I've been on a few of his shows, or one of his shows at uh, Flappers. But, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get to do something sometime soon. All right, final thought, and then I will finally let you go. I don't want Carly to leave my apartment. <laughs> um, not being creepy. Um, so, we were supposed to have Lady Gaga, as I like to call her. Lady Gaga. Because um, she retweeted a parody we did of her, so now I think we're best friends. I was right. supposed to have her on today, um, according to my phone. 
Um, <laughs> it didn't happen, but mm. I'm so much happy you're you're here. Hello. Yes. So I was thinking we always have at the end of the podcast someone do a read of a Lady Gaga song. Great. However, they want to do it. I would love to. I since American Idol just was rebooted. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it should have just been put to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like just let it go. We have the voice now. Yeah. We don't. And Kelly Clarkson is on the voice. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? We're done. We're done. Done. I want you to do either like an American Idol audition or something to, I, I, I give you three choices. Normally okay. I just throw a song at someone. I appreciate this so much. I so love your, options. Our theme song for the podcast is Born This Way because of where you are from. So that's one option. Then there's Just Dance or Bad Romance. Can I see the lyric sheet you for can Bad see, Romance? Yes. Oh, I'm going to give all. you bads on all top. Right. Well, um, right now... I'm going to let you choose while no you choose. to Just Dance, but I think it's going to be between Born This Way. And you can do it as as if you were from Jersey. You can do it as if you were auditioning for American Idol. You could do it as you were mentoring your princess party little girls mm. or little boys. Mm-hmm. You could do it mm-hmm. however you desire. Okay. I think I know Bad Romance the best, so we're going to go with that one. This is Carly Craig as Lady Gaga. Hello everyone, Stephanie Germanata here, uh, fresh off of my Tony Bennett tour. Um, I'm here today portraying the princess from Snow White, Snow White herself, um, because I am Italian, but I like to pretend that I'm fully white. Um, Anyway, I'm going to sing this song that the evil queen sang to me when I was a baby. It's called Bad Romance, and I hope you enjoy it. I want your ugly, I want your disease. I want your everything as long as it's free. I want your love, 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 love. I want your love. That was amazing. You killed it. I love that you turned her into like Snow White's evil stepmother queen person yeah, I'm I'm Snow White but I'm gonna sing a song that the evil queen sang to me thank you very much and I'll be here all week that sounds very on brand with Lady Gaga you're phenomenal thank my you face so hurts thank you for having me oh, can you pimp yourself out and tell the meatballs where to get tickets to your show oh. also where to look for your Laugh Out Loud network show that's coming out yeah. we didn't even talk about that oh my gosh so the Laugh Out Loud show so much fun created by Matthew Kellard who is one of the writers on Night School that big Kevin Hart movie that's coming out who's also a writer on The Real Husbands of Hollywood for many years love it um, and so he created this show I can't tell you the name of it yet but it's really funny it's you know three um 20 something girls but um oh my god the character i play is such a weirdo i wish i could tell you more but look out for that um i think that they're delivering it uh in may or june Great. um so that should be on the laugh out loud network i think it's laughoutloud.com and then um my solo show have several seats is going to be at Rockwell Table and Stage on April 3rd at 8 p.m. That's a Tuesday night. Ooh, in Los Angeles. About, uh, in familiar. Los Angeles on Vermont. Um, you can get tickets at carlycraig.com slash shows. Um, and that's C-A-R-L-I-E-C-R-A-I-G. And that's my name. So you can follow me on all socials, which is my name, Carly Craig. Wow. You just slayed. <laughs> you know, I love self-promotion. It's one of my yes. one of my favorite hobbies. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. We have to have you back. Yes. yes. Let's hang out. 
Okay. Let's hang out sometime. Oh my God. Yes. I would love For that. For real. Yes, Meatballs. Friend and I'll time. tell you all about the friend time. Yes. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Bye, Meatballs. Thank you. Yay. Meatballs. That was Carly Craig. She's amazing. I think we should have her on again. I could talk to her for hours. I also just wanted to remind you guys to go on my social media at Jacqueline Marfuji. That's J A C L Y N M A R F U. GGI uh, for tour dates and our New York City live podcast date on April 14th. Uh, if you can go on to iTunes and subscribe and rate five stars and write a really nice review. Trust me, Bombshellin and my dad will thank you um, and I'll thank you. Uh, I really appreciate all the love. And I also just want to say again, RX bars are awesome. I'm so happy to have them as a sponsor on this podcast. And with my special code, you get 25% off your first order. So go to rxbar.com slash jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y, and you get 25% off. You get to enjoy the fruity or chocolatey sea salty snack that I get every week. I love you guys. Thank you for listening, Meatballs. You're the best. I hope you have a great weekend. This is What's Your Jersey. I'm Jacqueline Fuji, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I 